Hello friends and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain and it is a great privilege to have you with me again on this week of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges that we face in life. Hey, glad to be back with you. Missed a couple of weeks in there. That's going to be the topic of our podcast today. Would love to hear from you. You can reach me at lancebain.com and uh, there you can catch the archive of our podcast as well as some other resources that you may find helpful for you there. So I'm glad you're with me on episode 128 of this podcast. I just want to say that I love hearing from you. I love the comments that you leave on the podcast. And it's really my passion, my desire, my goal to add value to you as you grow in your leadership heart, your leadership skill, your leadership calling. And so if there's something that you think would be helpful for me to share as a topic of our podcast, then I would certainly love to hear from you. So again, reach me at lancebain.com. Last week was a crazy week in my life. I'm not going to go into all the details, but it was it was emotional, it was tough, it was difficult, and it's what serves the topic of today's podcast, hidden treasures in the land of adversity. Hidden treasures in the land of adversity. And so none of us are immune from adversity. There's no vaccine that you can take <laughs> or be given that can make you immune from adversity. There's nothing there's nothing we can do about that. Some adversity is simply not it's not avoidable. It's going to come. And uh that was the kind of week I had last week. My wife and I experienced some uh some unjust adversity, but we've overcome and uh, we also had some emotional experiences, some some times of vulnerability that we were processing through. And and I'm happy to say that by the the end of the we had about a 72 hour window in the middle of our week that was uh, uh, ripe with lots of emotion, uncertainty, uh, financial uncertainty. And I got to be honest, as I as I thought about all of that over that 72 hour window, I kept thinking, I want to lead well. I want to, I want to live like a healthy person, like I'm emotional healthy. I'm relationally healthy. I'm not going to give in to fear. I'm not going to give in to these negative uh, feelings or these negative beliefs. I want to be a person of hope. I want to be a person of faith. I want to be a wise person and a wise leader. When you and I are in the midst of adversity, sometimes we become irrational in our thinking. We become more reactive because of the intensity of the emotions. The strength of the emotion can sometimes cause us to say things, do things, lead in such a way that's not helpful. It's not healthy. And um, that's where I was last week. And it really created the thoughts that I wanted to share with you as a leader, because every leader experiences personal adversity 
And every leader is going to lead an organization through seasons of adversity. I love leading when we're going downwind. It's like you have more momentum. You can run faster than you normally can. You can ride faster than you normally can. Uh, you can serve energy when you're going downwind. You make better time when you're going downwind. I flew one time from Atlanta to Dubai to do some leadership training and mission work. And from Atlanta to Dubai was 14 hours. And I thought, yep, we're riding the jet wind. We're riding the uh, jet stream <laughs> over there. Because coming back, the same flight was 16 hours. Yep, headwind <laughs> the whole way. So I love leading when it's downwind. Adversity is when you're leading against the headwind. The headwind of circumstances, the headwind of staff changes, the headwind of low morale, the headwind of unwise decisions, lack of preparation. It's a headwind when unjust things happen and you have been thrown into something that is calling for you to be a wise, healthy, strong, yet tender and compassionate leader. Hidden treasures in the land of adversity is the title of today's podcast. <laughs> I walked through some adversity last week. You might be walking through some adversity today. I want you to know that there are hidden treasures there for you if you can find them. Now, when we were in the early stages of our 72-hour window of turmoil and uncertainty, I wasn't interested in treasures. <laughs> I was just interested in things getting better. Deep in my heart, though, there was this desire. I want to be a healthy person. I do not want to let these circumstances dictate the quality and the behavior of my character. I've got to be bigger than that. What is all of this training and all of this? What is it all for if not for these moments? And so, beloved friends, fellow leaders, on the backside of the 72 hours, I reflected upon, because I made a decision to be a healthy and wise leader in the middle of those 72 hours, and that healthy and wise leadership is often practical, uh, easy to overlook, overlook the kind of wise, healthy leadership decisions that are made. I really believe that I experienced what I call an upgrade in kindness and in generosity and in patience. <laughs> I just became a kinder person. And those were my hidden treasures. And so I want to share with you about character upgrades that are found in adversity because that's the hidden treasure. Because adversity might take something from you, but it cannot take your character, friends. It cannot take your character. I want to say it again. It cannot and should not take the quality of character that you have been working on. That's something that no one can take. And it's that kind of character in the midst of adversity that makes you shine as a leader. So how do we live in these new upgrades? Um, I want to share with you four thoughts that in reflection of the last 72 hours, that I believe have helped me step into a higher quality of leadership 
<laughs> honestly, it's not just about the leadership, which is so important. I mean, that's the, that's the real thrust of our podcast. But it's I, I, I like who I am as a result of this. I, I like how I came through this. I am proud of me and how I've done. I feel good about who I am and what I've become. And I want you to have that hidden treasure as well. I want you to find it. So here's a thought number one about how to live in the new upgrades. When you're in adversity, how do I find the hidden treasures? How do I discover that? Well, thought number one, there's always a larger story. There's, I believe that there's always a larger story that is working than the immediate story of the adversity. What do I mean by that? Well, my wife and I, Tuesday of last week, experienced something quite traumatic happen to us. And, and it, it, it was very surreal. It was very shocking. And, and I was having to react to the urgency of that moment. It required wisdom. It required strength. It required collaboration. It required hope. It required faith. But I had to, once I kind of got past the shock of it, had to recognize there's a larger story going on here than just this adversity. What kind of leadership am I role modeling to my son? What kind of attitude am I role modeling to my son that when he faces adversity, he has a he has a a perspective, he he has a he has a picture of what it looks like to respond to adversity in a way that you not only overcome the adversity, but you actually prosper because of the adversity. I, I, I want to live that in front of my son. That's the larger story. I want to be a great leader for my wife. I want to be a wonderful, supportive partner with her as she's also experiencing her own emotions and adversity. That's the larger story. There's also my faith community that is looking at me to say, hmm, how's this guy going to respond to this adversity? Do I establish moral authority to lead and to offer leadership, to offer advice when those who look to me as their leader, am I creating moral authority by how I handle my own adversity? Because some of it was a little public. That's the larger story. And so I'm wanting you to remember that while you are facing adversity and that consumes your focus and, and your decision making and it determines the kind of response that you need to make, I'm just encouraging you in that very moment also pause and reflect upon what is the larger story and how do the decisions I make today contribute to that. Here's thought number two. What happens to us can transfer to what needs to happen in us. So what happens to us needs to transfer to a reality of what needs to happen in us. So this thing happened to my family last Tuesday, and then we went into Wednesday facing, you know, something that wasn't um, critical, but I was a little anxious. I was a little nervous. I was a little unsure, but I wanted to give faith leadership, wanted to be a calming presence. I wanted to be a person of peace in that space. And what I had to recognize is I can't live based upon what's happened to me. I need to be more mindful of what needs to happen in me. And that I have control of. You and I don't always have control of what happens to us, but we always have a voice in what happens in us.
And that's the real work of character. It's capturing thoughts. It's capturing beliefs. It's tempering your anger. It's channeling your frustration. It's remembering times of breakthrough. It's learning from previous seasons of adversity. It's looking to your role models and your mentors on wisdom and how do I move forward in this? What things should I be considering? What perspectives do I need to have in order to let something deep happen in me? Otherwise, all of my attention... A lot of my attention, I should say, and a lot of my focus is going to be about just reacting to what happened to me. That is important. This is not an either or. You don't focus on what happens to you and ignore what's happening in you. You don't focus on what's happening in you and ignore what's happened to you. It's got to be a both and scenario. But I'm just telling you, when adversity comes, there's an urgency and an emergency to it that we often think, we've got to stop this from happening to us. How do our ship's taking on water. We've got to make it stop. Yes, you do. You also need to stay mindful of how is my soul taking on water and how do I make sure that doesn't happen so that when I get through this adversity, I've actually grown, I've actually prospered, I've actually matured as a leader it's put some gumption if you will in your soul thought number one there's always a larger story stay mindful of that thought number two what happens to us needs to transfer also to thinking about what needs to happen in us the inner world, and the outer world. Thought number three, pay attention to your emotions and the unhealthy ways that you process and react. Again, I'm pulling off my story last week. As I said in the beginning of this podcast, the 72-hour window of what my wife and I walked through last week, I've actually probably more like a 96-hour window when I think of think of those four or five days. Um, I had to pay attention to my emotions. I remember times of feeling anger and violation. I remember times of feeling frustration and powerlessness. I I remember feeling aggravated at the people that were supposed to be helping me because I didn't think they were helping me as thorough and as vigorous as they should be. And I, I just walked around kind of like a live exposed live wire. And if anybody came too close to me, zzz, they're going to get zapped. They're zapped by my attitude. They're zapped by my emotions. They're, they're zapped by all of these negative things that are in me. And I'm not criticizing those negative emotions. They're natural responses to something that happens in our lives. It's adversity, fear, hopelessness, powerlessness, frustration, but those can also just go a little further into blame and finger pointing and taking not taking responsibility, uh, becoming passive and, and, and becoming controlling. Friends, we don't want to do that. And that's why I'm encouraging you in this third thought that when you're facing adversity, the way you pick up the hidden treasures on the path of adversity is to pay attention to your emotions and pay attention to the unhealthy ways that you process and react. You've got to, you want to do this in a healthy way that generally 
involves friends. It might involve some practice of your faith if you're a person of faith, such as prayer or praying the Bible or looking at Bible promises that reassure you that God is for you. It may be about looking at your systems and your processes and how do we upgrade all of these areas. For many years as a leader, I did not pay attention to my emotions. I reacted out of, the, out of these immature emotions, and it just throws anxiety seed out into the garden of my leadership. It throws confusion seed out into the garden of my leadership. And while things are growing, these other things are also growing. And people are looking to us to not do that. People are not at their best when anxiety and fear is growing, confusion, when it's growing in your garden. They're just not at their best. So third thought, friends, if you want to pick up the hidden treasures on the pathway of adversity, one of the suggestions I have for you is to pay attention to your emotions and to the unhealthy ways you process and react and flip the script on those things and process in healthy ways and move through the negative emotions to life-giving, helpful emotions. Here's the fourth thought. Determine who you want to be when the adversity is over and be that now. Just imagine when the adversity is over and you can see yourself then. What kind of person do you want to be then? See that. Feel that. Acknowledge that. Dig into that with a little bit of detail and say, how would that version of Lance respond in this situation? How would that version of Sarah respond in this situation? How will that version of Matthew respond in that situation? How will that version of Kamala respond in that situation? See it, feel it, try to be as detailed with it as you can. Imagine that person on the other side of the adversity. You see it? Can you see it now? You got it in your mind's eye? That person's attitude, that person's behavior, the, the, the atmosphere of that person. I mean, when they're around, they're just authentic and they're calming, yet they're steadfast and they're visionary. They persevere with hope. They, how do they maintain such an optimistic and uh, positive outlook on things? Once you have that in your mind's eye, be that today. Just make a choice to be that now. Don't wait until then. Begin to practice the kind of character now that is the person you want to become. Because that's the opportunity that sits in front of you. When adversity comes, you and I are at a leadership crossroads. And we get to make a choice. And I'm encouraging you to make that choice now. To be the kind of leader that you would want to follow on the other side of adversity and be that today. So character upgrades are found in adversity. There are hidden treasures in the path of adversity. And I want, it, I want you to pick them up. I want you to find them because I want your character to really grow, to really thrive. I want your understanding and your wisdom to really expand as you walk through adversity in a way that while it's not always fun running against the wind, it actually works for your advantage and the advantage of those that you lead. Friends, that's the kind of leader that I want you to be, and I believe you can be that. Hey, I love you so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have an amazing week, whether it's headwind or downwind. Just remember, you can do it. You can be the kind of leader that leads others through these difficult days. 
Hey, I love you, everybody, and I'll talk to you next week.